right, all right. Beanie Talks with Friends, episode 92. We're creeping on 100. This is great. I'm with a good friend, Katie. How you doing, Katie? I'm really good. Thank Katie. you for having me. Katie Hadley? Hanley. Hanley. <laughs> Delete. Start over. <laughs> Katie Hanley. Not related to Ch Chelsea. Uh, Handler? Yeah, oh, no. No, no. No relation. <laughs> but I can see why you thought we were related. Um, go back and check out episode 91, Hot Wings. We ate hot wings and we raised money for American Cancer Society with my friend Avi and Jorge. Episode 91 was great. And Katie's feeling adventurous. We might eat some hot wings today in honor of episode 91. All right. We're here with Katie Hanley from the Jewish Family Services of Greater Hartford. She's the chief executive officer. Yes. How's that going? The CFO. CEO. CEO. It's great. Oh, chief executive officer. Yeah. CEO. Yeah. All right, that's mistake too. <laughs> Keep tabs. There's <laughs> a lot of them. It's okay. It's okay. It's going great. It's JFS is a human service agency, so the past three years have been tough, you know, with the pandemic and everything. But um, it it's a really rewarding job. We're doing really good things, so it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So we go way back. We uh, do. Where'd you work prior to this? I worked at Oak Hill, which is a disability services agency where I met my favorite Feeney, Nicole Feeney, and I worked with her for about seven years. Man, did you hear that? She comes on the podcast. I'm not even her favorite Feeney, <laughs> but Nicole Feeney. Yeah, you worked hand in hand for how many years with Nicole? Um, it must have been six and a half or seven and a half years. Um, but when I say I worked with Nicole, first of all, we shared an office. So you really get to know somebody. And when you're working 40 hours a week with somebody, you really get to know somebody. But we were doing uh, work with people with disabilities and um, doing a lot of assistive technology assessments and stuff. So you get to travel with people and like meet meet people, train them. When you're working with somebody that close, you really get to know them yeah. well. Yeah. Well, she looked up to you. She adores you. She well, misses you. She wishes she, she could be here. She says hi. Um, yeah. And then you moved on to your job. Yes. And then who filled your role? Nicole did. Nicole Feeney. Yeah. So she and had tough shoes to fill. Yeah, but she's probably doing a much better job than I did. She's spectacular. And like a, te a teacher like you, she just has a way about her that is um, very special. Yeah, I recently saw her present at the uh, the Lions Club. Oh. And just wonderful. She's passionate. She's yeah, she knowledgeable. She's all right. Yeah. She's I learned a keeper. A, I learned a ton from her. She is a keeper. Yeah. And yeah. she learned a ton from you, so. Thank you. Aww. And I'm glad you guys are still uh, in contact. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, she's doing a great job. I'm very proud of her. Uh, she's great. She's a good friend. Wife of Feeney. <laughs> Less about Nicole, more about Katie. So what, <clears throat> how about your new present job? Uh, what are the similarities and differences from your role at JFS to your role at Oak Hill? Since I was a little kid, I always wanted to work with people with disabilities. And um, so I just, I grew up and I was always taking jobs, either babysitting jobs or respite jobs, working with people with disabilities. And um, and really, I think the, the piece of it that was really the connection for me is just getting to know people and trying to understand what they're working through and being able to help as much as possible. So I went to um, graduate school, uh, the Yukon School of Social Work. And instead of focusing on clinical social work, I focused on administrative social work. So, um, so it's more of the macro lens of how systems affect people and what kind of programs can be in place to help people when they need it. 
And, um, and so after graduate school, I went to Oak Hill and again, as we said, worked mostly with people with disabilities, a wide range of disabilities. Um, but I had the opportunity to take on, a, an executive leadership role at Jewish family services. And though we don't, um, exclusively help people with disabilities, we do a lot of work with vulnerable populations. And that's of great interest to me, getting to understand specifically where their barriers are doing our best to find systems that can support them. So for instance, we have a, we're a licensed outpatient mental health clinic for youth and adults. So we work with a team of um, clinical social workers, psychiatrists. Um, we also have a victims of crime program, which can be really critical if you've been a victim of a crime to have somebody to help walk you through it. Um, we are the state coordinator for Holocaust survivor services in the state of Connecticut. So we work with, in the Hartford area, about 145 Holocaust survivors we provide services to. Um, we have the Anya Rosenberg Kosher Food Pantry, which is really important to um, offer food to people who have food insecurity and to do it in a culturally competent way. So if they're Jewish and they um, wanna keep kosher, they don't have to worry about that by going to our food pantry, but we serve people of all races, religion, ages, their stage in life, their sexual identity, their sexual um, orientation, their gender expression. So um, it's just it's a it's an incredible place and it's an honor to be in a leadership role, um, especially during the past few years when it's been really hard. It's a lot of issues yeah. going on that we kind of grapple with. And uh, JFS has been around quite some time. Over 100 years. Yeah. 121 to be exact. <laughs> 1921. That's amazing. Yeah. And you're located on, in Bloomfield? We're located in West Hartford, but on Bloomfield Avenue towards Bloomfield on the same campus as the JCC. We partner a lot with the JCC, but we are not the JCC. Ah. Um, a lot of people think that we're all one on that campus, but in fact, we're a network of um, many incredible organizations that all have a specific focus. Yeah, there's a JFS uh, banner hanging in the gym. Yes. Okay. Yep. And in the weight room. Great. Okay, but not connected or collaboration we are all um we're all part of a federation of organizations there's the jewish federation of greater hartford and they offer a lot of support and funding to jewish organizations throughout the community um, there's also the jewish community foundation that's located there as well there's the jcc and so we're the human services agency in that group of agencies. Gotcha. Yeah. So we all are independent. We all have our own boards of directors. We have to do our own fundraisers. We run our own operations. But our, our partnership is critical because, for instance, we couldn't do what we do without um, funding support from the Jewish Federation or the Jewish Community Foundation, which helps donors give to all of these agencies. Um, so we're really like a family. Gotcha. I've been playing basketball at the JCC for the past 15 years. It's amazing. Some really wonderful people, uh, the networks, the friendships that mm -hmm. I've made, the connections and the support and volunteers I've had for Friends of Feeney have mm -hmm. been amazing. Just wonderful people yeah. at the JCC. Um, you know, Elena and Scott McGilpin? Yes. Yeah, right? Yes. Now, where, what side is she on? Was she with the JFS and now she, it's back? She was with the Jewish Community Foundation. Gotcha. And she recently took a job at the JCC. Gotcha. So now she's there. But yeah, Alana is awesome. Wonderful person. Scott's great. Scott was a podcast guest. Oh, was he? Yep. 
That's awesome. Yeah, you could be found at jfsharford.org. That's right. So you have a website. Yep, we have a website. Um, we're on uh, Facebook. Um, so yeah. And it's a nonprofit in West Hartford. Yes, we're a nonprofit organization. Can't do what we do without donations. Um, and so if you're looking for an organization to support, we're certainly a worthy one. Um, but then there's also people who um, might be thinking about um, legacy giving. Like I want, I can't give now, but maybe when I die someday, I want to plan to give a gift that will carry on my values. Yeah. Um, so there's places like um, the Jewish Community Foundation that sets up funds so people can donate money and it can accumulate. And Did the McGillpins just do that? I feel like they were on weha.com they do, yeah, for an yeah. They're a life and legacy giver to the community. Yeah, it's a pretty that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really powerful. It's really powerful. And I will say, you know, I was at Oak Hill for a long time. I love Oak Hill. I still stay in touch with everybody there. Um, and when I came to um, JFS, one of the striking things to me was, first of all, I was new to the community. I live in Hartford, so I'm not new to the West Hartford area per se, but I'm not Jewish. I was new to this Jewish community, quote unquote, Um Although it's not, we're not a religious organization. This is a very, you know, it's culturally it's a Jewish community mm -hmm. and trying to help people in need. Um, and what I was struck by was the sense of community and how generous people are. So they're really, like you mentioned, Alana and Scott, there's a lot of people who are, who are young and are already thinking about how do I keep this going so that in another 110 years, there's a strong safety net in place for people that need it. Because as you know, especially for the work that you do with friends of Feeney, everything can be fine until something happens and yeah. throws you off. And you didn't think you were the type of person, quote unquote, who needs services from a human, human services agency, but you do, it's just life. Yep. There's so, always something like, uh, you know, you may be covered with medical insurance, mm -hmm. but who's paying for the babysitting, the parking, the yes. food. So we help families with that. Yep. Or yeah, you never know until something, you, yeah, you think you have all your ducks in a row. And yeah. Life doesn't work that way. Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan until you get punched, punched in, in the, the face. face. <laughs> yeah. Mike Tyson. I, I love that quote. I love that quote because it, life punches you in the face sometimes. And you yeah. Let's hope that you have a community like Friends of Feeney or JFS. I just got emailed from a West Hartford Elementary School principal. Uh, a family had a fire oh. and needs assistance. And we have an account at Max and Lily. Mm -hmm. uh, people will donate clothes and it goes to the Friends of Feeney account. And so when we send a family over there, they can go shopping yep. for their family and get their what they need. Oh, so that's we have, fantastic. We have a family going there. They're closed on Mondays, but they're going to head over there tomorrow and uh, help out and get some some things, you know, it's, yeah, there's something. Can Always I just something. point out something about of course. that? Because I want to put a fine point on this for the listeners about why Friends of Feeney is so important. Because when you go through something like that, um, a lot of people just want to donate clothes to help, which sounds like a great idea. But there's a lot of factors in there mm -hmm. that lead to the family not necessarily getting exactly what they need, especially when there's kids involved, there's size issues and mm -hmm. there's preference issues. And you have kids that, mm -hmm. you know, go through a tragedy like that. They might want to pick out what they want to wear and not just wear something because somebody gave it 
to them and they feel like that's all they have. So when giving money to Friends of Feeney so that you can support things and empower people to go and do their own shopping is yeah. like <laughs> such a beautiful thing because it feels less of like a charity thing and more of like a yeah. I'm giving I'm helping you. We're helping you to get back on your feet yourselves. And that's really important. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate those kind words. And it, it is challenging when we get donations. You know, that kid may be eight, but the donor may be, the donor may be eight, but the family that needs it's four. Yep. So it doesn't match where Max and Lily yep. takes it and we can send them shopping. So, yeah. You know, I was just there um, yesterday. I was Some there. really cool stuff. <laughs> I was there yesterday with my kids. I mean, kids. they have like it's Air amazing. Force Ones. They have nice sneakers. Yes. They have wonderful holiday collection going oh on right everything's now. in good shape it's like really well organized and labeled and the kids love it yeah yeah it's great and then oh segue we're also having a toy and coat drive here at luna pizza we'll shout out all my sponsors in a minute too toy and coat drive this is our fourth annual so if you have a gently used coat please we have some drop-off locations you can if you can't make it to luna you can make it to lions auto uber dog south main wine and spirits William Ravis on LaSalle uh, and here at Luna Pizza, I've already said. And then a paparazzo family is having one on South Main Street. So be on the lookout. Follow Friends of Feeney on Instagram, Facebook, or uh, friendsoffeeney.com. That's great. Yeah, we're here at Luna Pizza, 999 Farmington Ave. We got food coming out. I hope you're it hungry. It smells delicious in here. Uh, thank you, Alex, is a wonderful host. Thank you, Dave and, and Steph at Direct Line Media for doing this. So again, we're on episode 92. This is Feeney Talks with Friends. I use this podcast to talk to wonderful people in the community. They're doing great things. Mm -hmm. And you do wonderful things and always have been. Oh, thank you, you. The nonprofit work, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's, it has that teacher feel. Like you're making a difference. Uh, you, you care. Mm -hmm. And it's about the community. So, yeah. you know, I, I thank you for that. Oh, and I, this is a long time coming. I've been asking you to come on the podcast for quite some time and we finally made it happen so yes. i'm happy that you're here thank you for inviting me it took 92 episodes <laughs> again this is jfs uh, you can be emailed at info at j jfs harford.org yep 860-236-1927 is the phone number that's right we'll put the link on there you can donate uh you know your donations have 100 oh yeah eight 18 increments right the importance of good luck or life. Yes, yes. The gift of life. And you know what? I just realized. 92nd episode, 9 2, 9 times 2. What? 18. Hi. Hi. There you go. To life. Cheers. It's Beshert. Wow. Do you know that word? Beshert? Beshert? No, what's that one? Meant to be. Huh. No way. Yeah. It's a Wait, Yiddish word. Times, yeah, 9 times 2, 18. And Kyle. This is Kyle. This, he's been with. Hi, Kyle. I'm Katie. He's been with Direct Line Media you. forever, and he moved on to Maine. He's a good friend. Absolutely. Say what's moved up, on Kyle. to Maine like the state. On? I did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that why you're wearing that sweater? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold it's in Maine. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes you. That's Thank nice. You. It. Nice. We're doing 92, man. He was yeah. He was key for a lot of them. So. More sponsors again: Lines, uh, Lines Auto, Luna Pizza, The Fix IV, Brook Golf, Keating Agency, Parkville Management, to name a few. And uh, did West you say Hartford Donut Crazy already? Donut Crazy, 
I usually hold off to them. You oh, jump the sorry. gun. See, we're sorry. doing crazy questions <laughs> later. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. And uh, West Hartford Lock. So West Hartford Lock is a sponsor. Wonderful people. Yes, so with they that are. Being we know them said, too. They're great. Eric Brown. Yuri. Yes. Fantastic. Oh, okay. Three keys that make you a great CEO. Oh my goodness. What are three keys? Um, all right. Well, I'm going to have to start with humor. Yep. This job is just way too hard to not have fun doing it. We would say the same thing working with Nicole. Like you just, you hear hard stories and you see things that you can't unsee. And so the best thing you can do is just remind yourself that there's, you can always find humor in something. So I, I'd say humor. Um, I am a really big fan of learning. Um, I grew up with a teacher for a mom and a minister for a dad. Oh, wow. So we were, I was very much raised in the environment of you need to take care of people and you have a responsibility to give back and all that good stuff. So I have great respect for teachers. And I think that element of um, knowing that you don't know everything, if you think you know everything and you've like, I've arrived, I'm here to tell everybody what to do. It's just, that's not the way it works. Mm -hmm. The best thing, the best thing you can do is to know that I'm not the smartest person in the room. I need to be able to talk to people, listen, ask questions. I think that really helps because inevitably there's a time when I'm feeling frustrated or I don't understand something. I'll be like, there's just something I don't know. I need to learn another piece of this. And so, you know, you go and you talk to somebody and you get a different perspective and it helps you make better decisions. I say that on the podcast a lot. I'm a lifelong learner. Mm. You got to learn something new every day. Yep. And, you, and the only way to do that is by asking questions. Yep. So, and listening. And being a good listener. Yeah. That's why I have two ears and one mouth. There you go. Do twice as much listening as you do that talking. That sounds like such a teacher thing oh. to say. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay. So that was two. Humor. Out of three. Learning. Um, okay. So I'm going to go with um, enthusiasm. Hmm. In a lot of ways, I'm the chief enthusiasm officer. I have to help people see what's exciting here. Like what, like, what are we trying to do here? What's our goal? What, what are you, what are we going to do or get through that? We're going to be like, yes, because yeah. again, it's just, it's a really hard job. And if you're always looking at your job, like do, 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 I do this and then I do that. First of all, it's boring. Um, but also again, the stuff that we're dealing with can be really hard and quite frankly, traumatic. So if I can find ways to make people feel engaged and enthusiastic about what they're doing, um, then I think I've done my job. The chief enthusiast. Did you make that up today? I chief just made that up on the chief spot. enthusiasm <laughs> officer. I love it. The CEO E for enthusiasm. Yep. All right. Great job. Yeah. So humor. Lifelong learner, enthusiasm. Yep. Pretty much a classroom teacher, right? Oh, really? You think I so? Yeah, I laugh every day. I sing and dance in front of the kids. And uh, I'm always learning. I show them that I make mistakes, mm. you know, or, or I make a mistake and say, I was just doing that to make sure you're paying attention <laughs> is another move. Like, Mr. Feeney, you, you know, whatever, my math may be wrong. Yep. And it's just like... Oh, you passed the test. You're paying attention. Yes. You're paying attention. <laughs> That's, That's great. great. All right. So fun fact. Tell um, us about the time. Are you ready? Yep. 
that you tried out to be a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Fact I or fiction? <laughs> Confirm or deny? I don't think I was ever a Disney princess. Oh, okay. But I was Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman at Riverside Park. Yes. Was it Riverside or Six Flags? It was Six Flags at that point. I can't believe you're bringing this up. <laughs> but yes. Think where, where do you think I got this intel? Um, I'm guessing Nicole told you about that. I'm like, give me something. Give me some fun facts. Give me something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so Disney is a whole different thing. Did you, but, but did you try out for, were you interested in becoming a princess? Okay. So this is a long, okay. This is a long story, but, um, I always wanted to be a stunt performer. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And so there was one point I'm old now, but this is when I was very young. I was like early twenties or something. Um, I graduated from college and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to make it. I'm going to be a stunt performer. I did gymnastics when I was a kid. So I feel very comfortable like flinging myself around and flipping in the air and stuff. And so I did do a couple of auditions. Um, I did fly to Universal Studios to audition for a role, but guess what? I'm way too tall. I was like a foot taller than everybody else. Everybody else was like a like a elite gymnast size peanut. Um, so I was cut in the first round. So I was like glad I flew all this way just to, you know, show them how unfit I am for this role. <laughs> but I did audition for the local Six Flags Batman Thrill Spectacular. Nice. Okay. And I okay. got that job. Awesome. And so that was the best job I ever had. I was a stunt performer for a whole summer and I had a stage gun with blanks in it. I, they taught me stage combat. I did high falls, all that kind of stuff. It was the best job I ever had. At Six Flags. At Six Flags. So that was two summers I did that. Very four cool. shows a day on weekends. Did you have the Wonder Woman band like the block? Okay, so in that show I was not visible. Hall. So in that show I was not Wonder Woman. I was Detective Renee Montoya. I don't know if for the comic books people you know that character. She was. I think she was in a couple of the movies, but it, she wasn't as big as she was in the comic books. And so I played one of Two Faces thugs. And then when that character died, I did a quick change, and then I became Detective Renee Montoya. That was in the stage show. But then when that stage show left. Six Flags needed a Wonder Woman, and they were like, Katie, you're tall. Why don't you do this? And so I did. Very cool. Yeah, it was kind of silly. That's yeah. great that you, that's your favorite job. There's always those random summer jobs that end up yeah. being your favorite. It was like I, like I was dirty at the end of the day. Like I had to wash my hands because I had like gunpowder residue on it. And like we were all like working out all the time because it was intense. You were running yeah. around like crazy. So yeah, it was What's really fun. What's the trick fun. to take a high fall? You have to kind of like, well, first of all, there's depending on the fall, there's different ways to do it. But I had to like take a sidestep off a ledge mm -hmm. and like tuck my legs to my chest and then flatten myself out the second I hit the mat yep. down below. Um, so if you don't do that right, you can hit your head. What about wrestling? Hurt. Did you ever want to be a wrestler? No. Because that's like taking, it's called taking a bump. Oh, So really? you want to spread your buoyancy out, like slap uh, the mat. Yes, that's exactly so what we had to do. slap the mat. Yes. Yep. Big wrestling guy. I didn't want to be a wrestler, but I used to love WWF. Oh, yeah. And I'm saying WWF because that's what it was yes. back then. Hulk Hogan. Yep. Who else? Brett the Hitman Hart. Ooh. Undertaker. Nice. Right? Nice. Yeah. The Hitman. Very cool. I had a Brett the Hitman Hart scrunchie 
Ooh, that's cool. What was this, like 92 or something? I don't know. Yeah. Who was his partner? What part, what what was his crew? I don't know. You're stumping me. There was the Scottish guy. He was in the Heart Heart Foundation. He was Jim the Anvil Nightheart. The guy with the goatee. Yeah. Or Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Rowdy Rowdy Piper. The Scottish guy. Yes, I remember him. He was in that same crew? Well, he they fought each other, but they weren't in the same oh, crew. They oh, were okay. enemies. But Brett the Hitman Hart had like a brother or something. They Jim were always... Neandle Knight. Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Oh, okay. Owen Hart. He had a dad, Stu Hart. He had <laughs> Jimmy Hart. Do the Friends of Feeny people know how big into wrestling you are? No, but I'm, someone just sent me a link that there was a fundraiser somewhere, a wrestling fundraiser. And they're like, Feeny, you should do a wrestling fundraiser. Yes, and I'm like, you should. I'm going to take a bump. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to get beat up. Yeah. Or show well, color. If you show color. I know all the terms. What's show, show color? Show color is when you nick your forehead oh, and bleed. Yeah. So you show color. Yeah. Take a bump is like when you fall. Put someone over is when you let them win. Like I put you uh, over. Yeah. I let you win. Yeah. Uh, if I'm a mark, I'm like a really big fan. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. If I'm doing it like... <clears throat> So would you seriously do that? Would you go in like a ring and if I have the fundraiser, and... I'm getting choke slammed by the Undertaker. Yes. Off the top rope. Well, you know, the uh McMahon family is a Connecticut family. Ooh, I'm sure yeah. you could arrange this. Ooh. Maybe he'll come on the podcast. Are Vince. they connected somehow to ESPN? Don't you have a connection or something? Vince? No. Yeah. Um, possibly. That's a good idea. There you go. Forget going local with these little jabronis. <laughs> I'm going big time. <laughs> WWE. Bring them here. That's a good idea. Yeah. We went from Disney princesses to <laughs> WWF. That's the great thing about a podcast. That's kind of embarrassing, but it's it's true. You have a favorite restaurant? Follow-up uh, question because food's coming out. We're at Luna Pizza, $9.99. Favorite restaurant. I do love pizza. I love Luna Pizza. It's amazing. Um, so I'm a big fan of Bombay Olive, the Indian Ooh. restaurant on New Britain Avenue. It's like a half a mile from my house. Yes. I can walk there. Yes. I walk past that almost yep. every Sunday and Saturday. Yep. On my way to Elmwood Pastry that, for coffee. You walk that way. Oh. Yep. Or Doro. Yeah, Doro's good. Doro's Bombay really Olive. Good. Yeah, I, I highly it. recommend oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. What's your meal there? Samosa chat. What is it? Samosa chat. Yeah. Is it? Are those get samosas? it spicy yep it's it's um it's like two or three samosas and then they douse it in like this yogurt sauce and Ooh. like oh my god it's so Ooh. good sign me up yeah highly recommend it i want to go there right now i'm out bombay olive i love um it. also ah. kind of in your neighborhood but in the heart on the hartford side coyote flaco oh yeah very good i've heard great things about that place too mm-hmm. yeah it's on the way to goodwin park golf course like that's right. down that end yep yeah that's authentic mexican like real deal right yeah i mean it's delicious all right so you're at bombay olive yep and you could eat with four guests okay dead or alive who are you eating with oh this is really weird um four guests dead or alive um i love conan o'brien Nice. So I think I would want him to be there for the entertainment. Um, I would really like to sit with Oprah. Big fan of Oprah. Um, probably. 
an author or somebody who is really I'm checking out that lady over there. I hope she's okay. Yeah, they're checking her out. They got the computer up. Sorry. We had a bit of an incident in here before. Sorry. Yeah, we are distracted. This also buys me time. There's medics. There's cops here. We got injured people. So what did I say? Conan O'Brien, Oprah Oprah Winfrey. Um, um, let's pick a president. I know. I love how people do this. They're like, I got the politician. Yeah, it's like you I need, need a, a cat, singer. You need a I got to get the athlete, the <laughs> Ooh, author, a singer. family member. I would member. love to get a singer in there. See? I would like a singer that isn't like a... I'd like a singer that isn't like your classic singer, but is like ultimate singer like i'm thinking like a bob dylan or like a janice joplin or like somebody that is just bob dylan just played a concert like two weeks ago in waterbury at the palace theater oh really He's 82 oh my goodness so maybe we could still have that happen if you know i'm sure he would love to have dinner with katie <laughs> in west Harvard. exactly but if oprah and conan o'brien are there okay um and you know what? I'm going to add my grandfather. I never met my grandfather. He died when my dad was 24 years old. Um, had a heart attack at his desk at work uh, in Chicago. And I never met him. I did meet all of my other grandparents, though. So I'll throw my grandfather into the mix. All right, Grandpa, Oprah, Bobby D. Yep. Conan, Conan. O'Brien. Yep. Speaking of tall, how tall is Conan O'Brien? I think he's like six four, maybe. Oh, I thought he was six, like six five. six. He might be. I thought he was really he's tall. He's tall. How tall are you? I'm six two and a half. You seem six, taller. Three. You have a taller persona. I have a, I have a long <laughs> neck and a long head. It's all neck and head. <laughs> Without the neck and head, I'm probably like five two. I was just at the chiropractor today, <laughs> and um, love the chiropractor, yep. West Hartford Chiropractic, Doctor Laub. Okay. Anyways, I have an extra vertebrae in my neck i legitimately have a long neck i think i'm like part giraffe Wait, so you're saying that extra I've, one yes like you were born with an yes. additional one than like, everyone else yes like everybody has seven vertebrae in their neck i have eight so you definitely should go to the chiropractor yeah <laughs> yes, I do. We, if we're talking chiropractors we only talk about dr rick rick Araya. <clears throat> podcast episode nine wouldn't it be funny <clears throat> dr rick if Dr. Rick and Dr. Lobb were in the wrestling Ooh, fundraiser, yes. <laughs> two yeah. chiropractors laying each Coming other Coming down out. to the uh, chiropractor <laughs> versus chiropractor. I'm going to break his neck. <clears throat> you ever see those Instagram videos? They're like. <clears throat> oh, my God. You, so, so funny. You don't chiropract. You don't get cracked. You get adjusted. Adjusted. Eggs get cracked people get adjusted adjusted that's right and then the sounds are all for show like if you want yeah yeah sometimes no, he'll get me i a... mean the sounds really happen oh uh, you yeah. should not for anybody listening if you're like about to go to the chiropractor the first time you will hear a sound Ooh. when you're adjusted and it can sound a little and then menacing. you feel something tingle down your no, arm no it's and you feel amazing not the room a bad gets way brighter. yeah <laughs> you ever have that? It's just, you feel taller? It's just a sense of relief. You're just like, ugh. Yeah, I love it. All right, we're going to grab some food from Luna Pizza. Yes. Then we're going to come back. And we'll, while we do that, we'll talk favorite moment with a teacher, friend, okay. recommendations. Okay. What's we over there? Pizza. Let's Wings. get some pizza. Wings. 
We usually go uh, mashed potato pizza, but today we went meat yeah, lover. No? no? Okay. Meat lover. And this is the bomb, Kyle. You got to try it. You going to try it? Yeah, I'll try it. Oh, Chicken. my God. That's the 10th one, isn't it? That's number eight on the Hot Wings show. How did you meet Kyle? Kyle was Stephanie. Oh. Stephanie. <clears throat> so, yeah. There's a napkin for you. Stephanie, how you doing over there? I stole your This is like here. podcast number three. She came on so far. She's seen a Deacon, a Hot Wings episode, and now Katie Hanley. This Which one's your favorite, Steph? No pressure to um, say Katie, even though I'm just going to stare at you. <laughs> I think the Hot Wings one was really fun. <laughs> All right. So that's, are you saying that sauce should so go Korean. on this? That's Korean. That's Buffalo. This is plain if we want to add the bomb. Okay. I can't add the bomb to the buffalo wings? Let's not do that just yet. Okay. We're going to add the bomb later in the show. Okay. Right? Because it, it's going off a cliff as soon as you take the bomb. Really? Oh, Is yeah. that bad? I'm not scared is all I'm saying. You're not scared? Mm -mm. Look in the camera and say you're not scared of the bomb. I'm not scared. Can I smell it first? Sure. Kyle's going to take one, too. Oh. That smells brutal. You know, like, something's really hot when it doesn't even smell like oh, no. sauce anymore? It's just it like... It just smells like... A bomb? Gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> Rocket fuel, like you said. Yeah. I went to a place, and, you know, I Jet ate the fuel. wing sauce. It was called Jet, Jet Fuel. fuel. Yeah. You're like, hmm. Amherst, Massachusetts, jet fuel. Sounds like a hot one. Mm-hmm. Oh, these were good. So, yeah, I've been a teacher for 20 years. 11 in West Hartford, 9 in Waterbury. Um, what What's the major difference between West Hartford and Waterbury, teaching-wise? Well, one... I taught at the school that I went to as a kid, which was amazing, Kingsbury oh. School. My Did, fifth were grade you teacher. With any of your teachers? Yeah, yeah. They were colleagues. And they're like, Feeny, I can't believe you're a teacher. <laughs> Shows how well of I was all as a the student, kids right? That I thought would become teachers. Not you. So that must have been a trip. It was lots of fun, and I had former friends that had kids that were in my class, and it was mm -hmm. just an amazing experience to be in Waterbury. And then I moved out to West Hartford and I taught at the same school that my girls went to, which was a dream come true. Mm -hmm. I started fifth grade. I taught fifth grade one year, the first year, leaving Waterbury, going to West Hartford. My girls started kindergarten. And it was just like I knew my girls were reading before and after school in my classroom. Yep. Just amazing knowing that they were there. Uh, it was an honor to teach, to teach in West Hartford. I knew my girls were getting that diversity, the yep. the. Uh, so many different abilities economically yep. or skill wise or, you know, whatever. So many, so much diversity. Um, so it was great. It was a dream come true. I'm still very grateful for it. Best years of my life. They're uh, lucky to have two parents that are teachers. Right. And then Bridget. I have a Bridget and you have a Bridget. Yep. Something in common. Mm-hmm. B&B? B&B. &B. My Bridget um, wanted to, 
wants to have a nickname of Babs. B-A-B. Those are her initials. She's like, I want you to call me Babs. <laughs> Babs so we Bunny. Called, we called her Babs for a while. It's kind of funny. I call mine call B a lot. Miss B. B, yeah, baby I call B. her B. Yep. So they were twins, so it was always Baby A and Baby B. First one, Baby A, Neela. Yeah. Which I changed it to the A on her hat to N, so she was N and B, but That's Baby cute. B was Bridget. So she's Miss B, Baby B, Baby Burrito, Boogie B, mm-hmm. anything B. Mm-hmm. I haven't done the Babs thing. Mm. Her initials would be B, Bridget, Bridget Kristen, BKF, mm. BK. Mm. Bridget. I call my kids um, Pumpkin. Pumpkin patch. Anything weird, really, as long as it's cute. Yeah. Um, so my son is Charlie. He's four. And um, if I call him pumpkin or hey, sweetie, hey, you know, whatever, he'll go, I am not a pumpkin. I'm like, oh, well, what are you? I am Charlie. <laughs> so mad about it. I'm like, geez, okay. But about your girls being in the same school with you. I will say my mom was teaching when I was in school, in my school, and it was so special to be able to go to her classroom before school or after school. There was something about it that was just like really comforting. And I imagine it was for your girls too. So I think that's really special because like kids don't, you can never really imagine what that's like unless your parent is a teacher. Yeah. And it's really special. And And you get to like decorate. Did they want to decorate the classroom uh, and help you clean up? I would have them like, staple things up on the board mm-hmm. or help me take things off the board. Yep. It was an amazing time. That's and now great. they're sophomores. Crazy. That's amazing. So do you have a favorite? Is your mom your favorite teacher? Or do you have a favorite teacher? I won't say my mom is my oh, favorite speaking teacher because she was never my yeah, t- let's get oh, Bridget on you? the podcast. <laughs> Bridget, look at who this is. <laughs> Hi! I'm eating wings with your dad. You're on the podcast. Say something to the world. You interrupted the podcast. That means you get in the podcast. And we were just talking about you. How I call you Baby B. Boogie B. Baby Burrito. (laughs) Miss B. And Katie calls her B. Babs. It's really cute. What's up? Can I? Can, I know you're busy. busy? Do you need a ride? Do you need money? What do you need? Um, I'd like a lot of money. You got jokes. I love you. I love you. Talk to you later. You missed it. She's like, to all your fans, all your 20 people that watch this show. (laughs) Nice. Nice shots. Yeah. At least she's not asking me what what shape my bald spot is in today. She's like, is it a J? Is it an O? She's teasing you. Real nice. That's That's what kids are for. Only true love. Especially teenagers. Yep. Were you scared of those girls getting to be a teenage age together and how has it been compared to what you were fearing i mean it has changed 
Uh, they're still uh, amazing and make me proud and doing amazing things with sports, academics, extracurricular. Yeah, they're, they're coming involved. on the podcast. I love them. Yeah. They help out with Friends of Feeney. Uh, they're just, yeah, I'm very lucky and they're blessed. They're superstar babysitters. Oh, they babysit. Yep. Yep. Hey, if you're looking for babysitters out there, email Friends of Feeney. The Feeney girls. You get two I for can, one. I can attest. They're excellent. Very responsible. Yep. Got, got the girls a job, see? And fun. So you asked me if my mom was my favorite teacher. Yes and no. Yes, she's my favorite teacher because she's my mom, but I was never in her class. I think my sister had her once. Like they're like my sister's teacher went on maternity leave or something, and my mom was the long-term substitute for her class. Um, I was thinking about this, and I bet everybody has a favorite teacher. But I bet everybody also has a least favorite teacher. Mm. And so I'm not going to say who my least favorite teacher was, but I will say the teachers that were my favorite were people that I really didn't want to let down. Yep. So like I remember a time in sixth grade, um, I did something that upset the substitute teacher newsflash kids act like maniacs with <laughs> like a substitute yeah. teacher around and anyways it got to my teacher who i really liked and um and she just kind of laid into me about it and i was so i felt so terrible because i didn't want this this amazing teacher to yeah, think that like i didn't want to let her down you know so miss green sixth grade she was a good one um, Mrs. Malvey, second grade, that was notable. Um, just, just people that I respect, respected, who let me be myself, who, you know, believed in me and, um, and were just kind of like, kind of fun, but had high expectations. I really liked being around people that had high expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Then the higher someone expectations over you the more likely that you will re reach those yeah so have high expectations for someone most likely they'll reach them so yeah yeah and a teacher will push you in a positive way is, right is no better yeah having low expectations for kids i think is really cruel uh it's the worst thing you could do yeah yeah favorite teacher um Oh, before eating wings, we'll make a quick recommendation. I had to recommend, uh, what did I just watch? Shoot. I'm watching the Beckham series on Netflix, mm. which was really good. I'm only on season two. Yeah. Uh, I just listened to a podcast, uh, Wedding Scammer. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. Shoot. There was something else. Oh, so last episode, 91, if you remember, I'm eating wings. And I take a bite and I'm wearing a pink shirt and bust barbecue sauce all over my shirt. Nice. I say on the podcast, oh, don't worry. French cleaners will get it out. Mm -hmm. I want to hear to show you that I recommend French <gasps> cleaners. This is the pink shirt. Just look, picked it up. Look at French that. French cleaners. Let's get that. So French cleaners. Mark. That French. looks fresh. It was covered in buffalo sauce. This is a recommendation. This is a, uh, wow. what's that called? A referral. <laughs> French cleaner. 
So wait a minute. Did 935 you... Farmington Avenue. Call them up. 860-233-3736. Tell them friends if Feeney sent you. Say be a good friend, you get a discount. I made that up, but we're going to start something. We're going to start something up. But yes, look at that shirt. I mean, you should have saw Dave's going to do a side-by-side. -side. I mean, I it don't notice covered. a lick of buffalo covered. sauce on that. I said, Dave, remember when that happened? Steph, do you remember when that happened? She remembers. Dave didn't. He goes, I don't remember that. But anyway. You should make um, Friends of Feeney adult bibs. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> for your wings. So he cleaned it for $4.60. That's a good deal. That's a really good deal. And they put these cute little clips to keep it organized. Yeah, it really keeps French your shirt cleaner. in good shape. Been there forever. Great spot. Again, Farmington Road. Farmington Ave. French that's, cleaners. That's great. 935. And I'm a huge fan of Mr. Rogers. I'd say that if you were to ask me, my four guests, mm -hmm. Mr. Rogers. It's stuck on your chair there. Mr. Rogers would have been one of my four guests. I Wait. just started watching that documentary. Have you seen that oh, one? I loved it. Saw it in the theater. Brought my girls. He cried. Is, he is special. He was an amazing human being. He yeah, he's a minister. He's a minister. Um, so he would go behind the scenes. He would show how crayons were made in the crayon factory i remember we're that. going behind the scenes at french cleaner so they're coming on the podcast we're going to go real? down below exclusive to see how they're pressing and cleaning shirts well, weren't you always amazed how That's and why really cool they press a button yeah, and they like, comes around yep. i'm going to see where those shirts actually go that's really cool. Maybe Mr. Rogers' land of imaginations on the other side. Do you know what? I think um, <coughs> you and I have been to many a uh, Miracle League Halloween event. Yes. I think the last Miracle League Halloween event that I saw you at, I haven't been in years. I know you go every year. Yep. I think you were Mr. Rogers. Oh, okay. Yeah. My idol. Uh, just for him for Halloween. Park Road Parade was canceled, but our, we were going to have... Spoiler alert, but we're going to do it next year. Park Road Parade was canceled. Uh, we had the Mr. Rogers trolley was our float. Oh. I was dressing as Mr. Rogers. My other guy was the mailman. The other guy was someone else. Uh, we had shirts. Everyone's getting a shirt. If you march with us next year, you get a cardigan. And it says, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Friends of Feeney on Park Road. That's Instead of Mr. Feeney's, awesome. Mr. Rogers in the neighborhood. Yeah. That's, really excited about that. That's awesome. So, yes, Mr. Rogers. You kind of look like him. Yeah, got the gray coming in. I got to learn how to sing and play the piano. Yeah. I'm somewhat talented. I have no talent. <laughs> uh, I think you probably have a talent. You might just not have the same talent as Mr. Rogers. But... The 50th podcast, we did it live at Playhouse on Park, and I came out singing, It's a beautiful day on Park Road. A beautiful. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Would you be my good friend? And I did the cardigan. Mm -hmm. I did the sneaker. Go back and check it. Oh, maybe we'll include that video Is too, that Dave. Is that considered plagiarism? You're just like stealing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what we call that at JFS? Success modeling. It's not stealing. It's, it's you're modeling what was successful for somebody yeah. else. It's Success modeling. My daughter has it. It's copyright. Ah, what is it? It's a funny little saying like, Copying, another way to say copying. Yeah. I have it in my notes app too. It's, mm -hmm. I use it all the time. Uh, shoot. Are you always writing down things that your daughters say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I learned more from them. Yeah. All right. So we got toy drive, French cleaner. We got some slang. We got recommendations. 
favorite moment you got your favorite teacher favorite restaurant favorite moment of friend um something funny about friends as you're an adult like it's kind of hard to make new friends as an adult but when you work with awesome people i i have found that those have become my friends so some of my like childhood friends you know, I've stayed in touch with a lot of them, but my closest friends as an adult have come to me through work. Mm -hmm. um, Nicole Feeney, for example, I consider a very close friend, um, love her. Um, and another one of my friends that I that I got from work is Steve Famigletti, who was on your podcast. Do you want to tell everybody who Steve is as a yeah. reminder? Steve, do you uh, remember which number episode it was? Fifty-five, maybe. I, I want to say like he was top ten oh, when really? I started this podcast. Again, it started when Dave asked me to come on number for his. Eight. Yeah, number eight. Yep. His behind the behind the brand. I talked about friends of Feeney on the way out. I said, "Hey, what if I ask the questions and you record?" And I had Matt Dix and I had Wendy from Makerspace and a couple people. And then I was like, "I have to have Steve. Steve yeah. is an amazing person." What amazing backstory. He's helping so many people. Um, so, yeah, I was honored to talk with him. He brought Joel on the podcast. Uh, Joel, he, his guide dog. Oh, yeah. For mm -hmm. those that don't know, go back and watch episode eight. Um, he gave me a check. He made a donation. So it was in a large check with perf perforation where he can read on the Braille lines. Mm -hmm. So I learned about being blind. He was the um, – he worked for – Blind and low vision, mm -hmm. blind service manager for Oak Hill mm -hmm. for many years. Mm -hmm. He lived on the campus. Mm -hmm. He experienced, he, he was blind. He went to Wolkett schools and Wolkett public schools and uh, right next to Waterbury. Uh, just an amazing person. And he helped so many people. Uh, my wife adored him. We would go over for Thanksgiving. We had a chin up contest. He had cuckoo clocks. You ever see his, you ever go into his oh, place? Oh, yes. Yep. Uh, to say he had cuckoo clocks does not even give you a sense of his obsession with cuckoo when clocks. When I say cuckoo, <laughs> 20. Oh, yeah. Maybe more. Yeah. And I'd he bought them yes, in Waterbury. There was a, like a, back in the day, a Waterbury cuckoo clock place. Uh, they were amazing, handcrafted. He he knew every one. He knew what what. Again, he's being blind, being blind. He, by the sound of it, he knew which one was made. Out of the 20, yep. the cuckoo, he knew which one it was. Yep. He also knew if something was wrong with that one. So he was often getting them repaired because they were like, they're very delicate clocks. Yep. It's like, a, and it's a lost art. So it's like, it, it was hard for him to find people who would replace them. And they went off Parts. every hour mm -hmm. for 24 hours a day. Yep. All night long. And then he'd like crank them so you that the, they would keep You have to going. charge yep. them or yep. crank them. Yep. What is that? What, what, that charge or crank isn't the word for it. What's no, the word it's, for um, it? Wind? Wind. But they're weighted. Yep. There was a weight. With like little pine cones on the end. Yep. 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 I can picture it now. Uh, so, <laughs> and um, yeah. So he was, he was episode eight. Uh, worked at Meet Forever. Um, just an amazing person. And unfortunately, if you don't know, he uh, passed away almost one year ago today. Thanksgiving. It'll Thanksgiving. Be one year. In a tragic accident, uh, he was walking with his boyfriend and some 
person was driving not like a good friend like an and hit yep and killed steve and Corey. Corey killed them both and you know took away a, an important person an amazing person he helped thousands of people that had low vision and blind needs and there are a thousand more that will not receive his services because he was taken from us too soon so please think about you know when they say hug your loved ones or check in with your loved ones i got texts from them yeah every veterans day birthday mm -hmm. he would text you know talk about would, a good friend he would ask me how my chin-up game was doing because we would talk smack about chin-ups mm -hmm. um, <laughs> steve was the man and steve is missed uh my wife talks about him highly i know you were a good friend you mm -hmm. want to share a couple memories that you have of steve <clears throat> yeah um i've been thinking about steve a lot this whole year um and i'm really um we found out that he had died a day before thanksgiving last year so we canceled our thanksgiving last year because i couldn't i was hosting and i couldn't i couldn't I just and my family couldn't because like you our family knew steve he'd come over for dinner with joel and my kids knew I, so i had to explain to my kids that that steve is gone um and so coming up again and knowing the anniversary is on thanksgiving i want to find a way to honor him so i'm i appreciate being able to talk about him here with somebody who knows him because i just there's when you lose somebody it's like you want to talk about them all the mm. time, you know, and and if somebody doesn't know them, it feels weird to just, hey, can I talk to you about my friend that isn't here anymore? It's sad. But um, so when when Eric says that Steve helped thousands of people, it's we don't just mean, yeah, he was a good guy. He helped people. I mean, he helped people. And I saw it firsthand. He Steve, um, where we worked. Steve talk about teachers. Steve was like a natural teacher. And so we would pair him with the new person on the staff all the time because we knew they would learn so much more by working with Steve. Um, and so I have a million stories about working with Steve as does Nicole, I'm sure. Um, and, uh, like we traveled to California, we did presentations together, you know, traveled with Joel, the 90 pound guide dog on a plane at your feet is like a crazy experience. But, um, one of my favorite stories about working with Steve was we were over somebody's house training them on a braille device, which was an electronic braille device. So for those of you who are listening, think, think braille on paper, but actually an electronic device and the, the the braille dots come up and it's like one line. So it's just constantly refreshing itself. It's like a, it's like a Kindle, but braille, it, you can like have books and books and books in here. And you're just reading that one line over and over again and it's changing. So we're training this woman to, we, I'm going along with Steve cause I don't know how to use it, but I'm helping him and um, we're training her. Now the thing about her, she was deaf and blind. So she was using a sign language interpreter who was interpreting what Steve was describing to her and then learning how to use this device. And I mean like complicated instructions about like, well, where's the USB port? How do you plug this in? How do you connect to the Wi-Fi? Like all of these things about this through 
an interpreter to a woman that's deaf and blind. Steve is blind, explaining to her how to use it. Her husband is deaf. He can see, but he's deaf. And so, as you can imagine, in a household, where's the Wi-Fi password? Where'd you write down the... And he's signing back to his wife about where the Wi-Fi password is, like typical marriage, like, well, where did you put it, blah, blah. Um, so the woman is deaf and blind. Her husband is deaf. Steve is blind. I'm sighted and I can hear. The interpreters are sighted and they can hear, but there's only, they're only there for her. <clears throat> there's two of them because it's very exhausting doing tactile signing, which is where they sign and she rests her hands over their hands to know what they're saying. So I'm sitting at this dining room table with Steve, all of these people, and I'm trying to wrap my head around like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and like, she's going to learn how to use this device and like this electronic device that connects to Wi-Fi and learn how to use It's just, it was blowing my mind. And so Steve leans over to me at one point and he says, what's happening? Because nobody was talking because they were signing. So oh. he, <laughs> he couldn't see anything. So he was waiting for somebody to like, no, so it was just so interesting to like be sitting there and to like see him bearing with the situation. Not he was not afraid to teach this person. He didn't yeah. know what it was like to be deaf, but he knew the device, and he would just go into situations like that with such um, confidence that he could try. And he never thought that he knew everything, but he was always willing to try. He was never afraid to try to teach somebody something. He always had a sense of humor. Um, inevitably we would be laughing with people about things or he would, he would make a joke or he would take the time. We also worked with a lot of people who were older. Um, and he would, he would sit and listen to them and they just wanted somebody to talk to, you know, like, yes, they wanted the training on whatever device was going to help them connect with loved ones. But then they also wanted to talk about their families and he would always just sit and listen. He would never rush anybody um, it was, uh, he was, there's, there's nobody like Steve. My wife said he wasn't a certified teacher, but he was one of the best teachers she's ever seen. Yes. And now it's amazing to say he I would agree didn't get the that. training, but he was just, he just had the gift. It was absolutely a gift. And he would come to my classroom. He came to my classroom three years in a row. So I had a different grade level, but he would come and talk about Joel, uh, put pictures on the board of Joel. Um, did Joel win an award or something? Did, did Steve? And then, oh, he would come. He came to High Meadow Day Camp. Oh, he did? Talked to a big group of students, or campers. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, pictures. He was at one of the pictures from the trick-or-treat event. When I was Mr. Rogers, he's in the background. Yeah. He was at the event helping out. Mm -hmm. uh, I knew when Joel was in my car, I'm like, Nicole, you brought <laughs> Steve around today because he's such a furry, fluffy yeah, dog. Yeah. And I have allergies. That's why we have a Labradoodle. Mm -hmm. I, I'm like, this guy's oh, yeah. fur, fur, Joel's everywhere. fur is all yep. over my car. Yep. <sighs> I know. I know. Steve. I mean, it was funny that he said something once. Steve was hilarious. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. His that was the first was one. Infectious too. When you said you had to tell our girls, that was really rough for us right? too. Cause they knew him very well. Yes. And for them, we all were feeling it. And you know, Nicole felt it all weekend long. Yeah. And it's tough to celebrate a holiday. Yep. And you know, a tragedy. Yeah. 
It really is. It really is. He, um, just another funny story about Steve, although I'll try to contain myself because I could talk about Steve all night. We were traveling once and we were in, um, we were in San Diego. We had done some sort of performance at a, con a pr presentation <clears throat> at a conference and we were flying back and we got through the airport. And by the way, if you think airports are complicated, try going through with a blind person with a guide dog. It's just, it's something else. But anyways, so we finally get to our gate and we're sitting down and waiting. And um, I said, Steve, I got to go get some food. I'm going to come back. And, and inevitably, I'd come back and people would be swarmed around the dog, wanting to pet the dog, asking him questions about the dog. He was like famous. Joel was like famous anywhere we went. But this time I come down and there's Steve sitting there with Joel, an empty seat. And then next to that empty seat is sitting Mitt Romney. Come on. The Mitt Romney. And it, this was like at the, I think he was, he maybe he was like running for president at that time, but maybe he would have been traveling with more people then. But it was, he, he was well known. And um, and so I, I'm like, Steve is sitting right next to Mitt Romney and he doesn't know it because Steve is blind. <laughs> so I walk over and I said, well, hello, Mr. Romney. And he said, hello. And I sat right down next to him, next to Steve and Mitt Romney. And I said, I leaned over and I said, Steve, you're sitting next to Mitt Romney. <laughs> and Steve, Steve, you know, like you tell a friend and you're like, don't look now, but, and, and the friend always looks right away and it's obvious. <laughs> Steve did one of those. He did like, a, what? Like he like, <laughs> he made it so obvious and it was embarrassing, but it was hilarious that like you could go places with Steve and he would, he just wouldn't know what was going on. But and had, I would tease him about that, but I would also help him. And it was just, it was just, I love the Mitt Romney memory. He saw shadows, right? Yes. Or something. So he could see a little eye. bit out of his left eye. Yeah. Yeah. Which was also funny because he would, um, I remember I was pregnant several times while I was working with him and he, um, he I would come in and he'd be like, you know, you look great. <laughs> I'm like, you don't know how I look. <laughs> I would but he's always, like, yes, I do. I would always say, hey. Great to see you, Steve. And he's yeah. like, great to see you too. And I'm like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> and he would say, it's okay to say that. To I know. And people. I was like, yeah. I asked him. We, and then yeah. being friends with him, I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. That's totally normal and fine and okay. Yeah. So. You know what? I, I had a thought and I think that this might be a good Friends of Feeney thing to do. The last time I saw Steve, Steve loved Panera Bread in Bishop's Corner. We would go there all the time. Um. They do a fundraiser thing where if you like set a night and they'll do like 25% of the proceeds will go to a charity of choice. Ooh. Maybe on his birthday, which is Ooh. January 8th, we could do a fundraiser at Panera Bread and the proceeds could go to Friends of Feeney. And it. we can invite everybody who knew Steve and knew that he would always go to Panera Bread and order the, the chicken Caesar salad without croutons because he was gluten free. And we could all just be together and talk about him. I love him. We could share stories. Yeah. Friends of Steve night. Yes. January 8th. Would Panera, you like what to day do of the that? week is that? Let's do it. It's Let's... a Monday night. I already looked it up and oh. I asked the people at Panera because I was like, I have to do something for him. It's been like I love paining it. me that we like haven't. I'm getting chills. I right? love it. I love it. Wouldn't that be fun? I'm in. Monday okay. night. June, all right. Well, we need, we need the Friends of Feeney promotion of it. Of course. Because we'll you be guys there. have the outreach. I've been wanting to do something for him too. And Nicole as well. So, well, let's you know, start you there have our and then full maybe support. that'll grow or something and we can... We could do an annual event. Yeah. He did like Panera. That's funny. He, lo he loved it. He was a picky eater, right? Wasn't he a picky eater? He or? was a picky eater. He didn't like fruit. 
even Thanksgiving, he was like, <laughs> he's like, uh, I don't like turkey. I don't like cranberry. Yeah. I'll eat the mashed potatoes and the stuffing. <laughs> yes. We're like, okay. Very I could be wrong. I'm, I'm mixing that up. But there was something no, where yeah. he's he very went picky. Yep. No, yeah, he, like he legitimately did not like fruit. Had no interest in fruit or vegetables. Actually, I think it was like a few vegetables he would eat. He was like a meat and potatoes. And he was such. Guy. His home was so self-sufficient. He had knobs. <laughs> uh, the numbers. He had like a little knob that would point out where to match the other knob for the yep. dishwasher. Yep. Uh, when he poured a cup, he, put, he kept his finger in it yep. to know what it was filling yep. up. Just an amazing human being. Yep. I think about him a lot. I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. January 8th. Right? Friends of Steve. I think he, he would have been, he would have been um, 51. He's young. He was young when he died. The sentencing just happened. Yeah. Two days ago. We don't have to get into that, but not happy with the results. Mm. Um, it's just so tragic. We'll talk about. Yeah, we'll be honored to share stories. I'll get some pictures. I have so many pictures. Again, he came to my classroom. Yeah. He came to Hyman O'Day camp. Yep. He was at the trick or treat event. Yeah. He was at my house. Barkley and uh, Joel got along, and then Joel retired, mm -hmm. and he got a new guy elvis elvis and you know what's sad what was the saddest part about telling my kids is that um my kids knew their dog his dogs knew elvis too and um when i told them what happened um bridget said what happened to elvis she assumed elvis was with him um and i said i said he left elvis at home he was walking with Corey. And she said, um, she said if Elvis was with him, he would have sensed the car and pulled him out of the way. I know. I thought that too. It like, killed me when know. she said that. He, he would, he talked about on the podcast where when dogs have to think they're get more tired, they can run forever. Yeah. But his dog would know, would step out in front of him. Mm-hmm. If there was a, like, if he's walking down the sidewalk and he doesn't know there's a garbage can, but the dog yep. knew to bump him off to the side yep. or even when he would step out, yep. the dog knew cars were coming, yep. would stay yep. multiple times. He said, Steve. And then I thought, yeah, your daughter's spot on. I have that same feeling, which if the dog was with him, maybe, maybe. that would not have happened. Right. And it's horrible to think that way. I know. The would have, the could have, if they were five I minutes know. earlier or later. You must get that a lot when you're working with families, like that sense of, um, you know, what could I have done differently to have prevented this tragedy yeah. from happening? But that's just not how life works. There's no. nothing you can do. Or we didn't even get into the part where he was a storm chaser. <laughs> He's like, oh, there's a hurricane and a tornado. I'm going to go closer. And he loved the feel of the wind. Yes. And he went on an annual trip, mm -hmm. a, a four-day trip to go chase storms in the Midwest. Yes, he would hop in a van with uh, like eight other like-minded people who would chase tornadoes in the Midwest. And he would spend money to do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he would and, save up money and he would go. Yeah. And he'd send me multiple, videos and he had stuff. News. He was on the news. He's in a documentary. He is an amazing human being and I just can't. Yeah, I can't wait. January 8th. Yep. We have to move on. Let's but we do can it. talk about Steve forever. Yeah. And we will revisit all of our 
memories mm -hmm. and conversations about Steve. January 8th, Friends of Steve, Panera Bread, be there. I got to book that online before somebody else takes that date. <laughs> I got it. We'll okay. do it. Okay. Uh, I felt good to talk about him. Thank you. Ooh. Yeah. Are we going to do this hot sauce or what? Yeah, let's do it. We'll do hot sauce and crazy questions and then we'll get out of here. Okay. So yeah. how much can I put on here? You want to, when we do the hot sauce, do you want to do crazy questions or slang? Let me know now so I can prep. You tell me because I, I, I have All right, no this idea. This is the bomb. We're only going to do a little drip drip. Okay. Oh boy. You got milk? Do you need milk or water? You I might want to. I got blue cheese sauce here. Maybe get some bread too. Get a pizza. Can somebody win this wing eating contest? This is the super hot. We did this again. Shout I'm out. I'm picking the meat off of this. Shout out to uh, episode 91. Do it, Kyle. Oh, hot ones. This is number eight. All right. This is Kyle. Finally in front of the Have camera. Have you tried Kyle. this? No. I've never been in front of the camera either. <laughs> Shoot, dude. I just went the through this pain Kyle. last week. I'm going to... This is called last dab. So we're going to last really dab. Is it really bad? You can dab your own, but I'm going to do this much. So let's try to maybe... Can I do it on the buffalo? Oh, yeah. Do you. Okay. You put gonna, a lot on there. It's going to feel just as good going in as it does coming out. You need that milk ah. ready. That came out fast. Whoa, yeah. Oh, wow. All right, hold Put on. Put it hold it to the camera. Hold on. I'm going to wipe that off a little bit. Steph, you ready? Should <sighs> I be scared? Yeah, maybe. Last dab. We're going to do this at the same time. This is cheers to 92. Cheers. Kyle. Man, I give you a lot of credit. Oh, my God. Yeah, it tastes like um, I just drooled. Right in my throat, right in the nose. My nose burned for a week last week. I can't wait. Yeah, it tastes like I'm eating some sort of cleaner. <laughs> it's in my throat already. Your eyes are watering. Water's not good either. Oh, I'm no. start drinking blue cheese. Why did I agree to that? It's going to be okay. <sighs> All right. Well, now that you're here, we're going to check your slang. Crazy questions. We're going to oh do God. Gen Z slang with meanings. All right, fam? I need more iced tea. Oh, iced tea. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> did I? <laughs> Kyle Craig. You gotta put the ice right on the tongue. Holy moly. Get some iced tea, Kyle. That was. Yeah, Katie. I'm proud. proud Nicole would never. Did I just hurt myself? <sighs> wise. And it's gonna go forever. You're going to taste this tonight. And be very careful. Don't touch your hands to your face. Oh, that's a good Tonight, idea. last time, 90, episode 91, I went to go rub my eyes before bed. <gasps> Still had wing sauce on me. Oh, had to run to the bathroom. Wash your eyes out with like Dawn. Wow. Kyle, you get the iced tea too? Do you like edit this out? Because it's just us breathing in, uh -uh. into a mic. That's the best part. My nose is running now. 
Did you, so the bread was a good call. You get that W. Did we just get a W or no? W for. Are we winning? Win. <laughs> Or just stand. I think we're all losers. We all just lost. This is this is chungy. This is this, chuggy. This chungy? is not a professional look. <laughs> you got that forehead sweat going yet? No, I don't sweat. Nose running? Yeah. Did we take an L or a no, dub? No, I, I consider it a W. Don't you? <coughs> I Y K Y K. Do you know what that is? I Y K Y K. That's not in case you missed it. In case. <clears throat> I Y. If you. No. No. You know. This is I Y K. You know, hot ones. Okay. We just, just did the bomb again. Spoiler alert! I don't know much. <laughs> Especially with pop culture, I'm not on social media. Sheesh. I'm old. If you were to say this and go, sheesh. I'm trying to do these list the slang words. Oh, or this so, sauce hits different. Steph, does this sauce hit different, Steph? So the thing about that sauce, I'm on my fourth napkin, by the way. <sighs> the thing about that sauce is that it tastes really bad when you bite into it. But the after, like, first of all, it's burning. There's an yeah. afterburn. But there's an after flavor, which is pretty nice. You think so? Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, is that one for me? Oh, you're the best. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh Lord. Cheers. Mm. I had such a great time chatting thank with you. Thank you for this treat. That's we learned great. about being the CEO, Chief Enthusiasm Officer. I'm still learning, too. Of the JFS. On Bloomfield Road in West Hartford. Bloomfield Ave, 333 Bloomfield Avenue, West Hartford, 06117. You've been there for about three and a half, four years. Yeah, three years, three and a half years. You have a daughter named Bridget. I have a daughter named Bridget. You know Nicole. We both know Steve. This is going to have a great event, January 8th. Yep. <sighs> Bet. Will I'm, this come out by January 8th? I'm weak. Oh, yeah, two weeks. Okay. You were the main character, sis. <laughs> You're sending me. These wings slap. These wings are busted. The main character? Tell me more about that one. What does that mean? A phrase you describe like, someone who is generally well-liked and charismatic. It also can be used to describe someone when they're making a scene. Sounds like Eric Feeney right there. All right, I'll be the main character. You want to catch these hands? What does that mean? <laughs> a clap? You want to catch these hands? Oh, like a punch. Yeah. How much guap do you have on you? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. What is that really? It ain't eat. It ain't guap. Like guap. guacamole. Guap. Money. You're being extra right now. <laughs> Over the top. Are you basic or extra? <laughs> I'm extra. I don't know what that means. Are you the goat? Faux show. This this ain't it, chief. Oh, that's a good one. You extra. You basic. Ooh. So is this slang that like kids are saying? This is Gen Z slang, Kids yeah. these days? So what? Um, kids these days. What are you, Gen Not X? Not so bad. Or are you millennial? I think I'm starting to calm down. Yeah. Last week it went a lot longer. 
It's on the top lip. No, it's on the top lip. Is it on the top lip? It's on the top lip. I'm just like want to dip my mouth in this. In this, I was gonna call it a jar. Man, I give you a lot of credit. I did not expect you to hop on board with the bomb. Where's Kyle? How's he feeling? Oh, he. I mean, I'm gonna have to take tums later. Oh, you you want to take tums? I'm just gonna have the heartburn. What's the slang for heartburn? The burn. It's burning. Uh, the bomb burn. The bomb. The bomb. Hot ones. This is two week, two podcasts in a row. I did the bomb. This podcast is the bomb. Friends, Feeny talks with friends. Uh, please like and share, subscribe, tell your friends about it. We had some wonderful guests. That bomb is not enjoyable, but mm. it is fun for a challenge. I'm, I'm not joking. I got five napkins in my lap. All right, ice my tongue. Yikes. Any closing remarks? Thank you for what you do. Thank you for acknowledging that people need friends when bad things happen. It's a pretty amazing thing. Yeah. You're doing good stuff. And thank you for inviting me here. This was great. I say this a lot. I did two things right. I pick good friends and I pick a good wife. And uh, What more could you ask for? Right. And I'm, I've been uh, very blessed and thankful and uh, I'm trying to help as many people as I can. I'm we didn't get into it, but I've said this before. I'm from a divorced family. I knew how it was not to see my dad every once in a while. I could never I couldn't imagine never seeing him again. I empathize with people that lose loved ones um, and I just want to help out. Yeah, love Mr. Rogers. We touched on that. I'm a big brother. I'm a teacher and I just want to make sure that everyone has a fair shot in life and uh, we're just here to help and uh, give assistance to those that need it. It's beautiful. And I Thank say that you. as I breathe fire. If you and do it was, this, it kind of feels good. I, was, I chugged that iced tea. This is the best iced tea I've ever had. It's really Isn't good. It amazing. Yeah. From the Luna Pizza, nine ninety nine. Best iced tea. I'm a big fan of iced tea. Unsweetened iced tea is where it's at. Situational too is really good. Well, again, oh, I can't thank you enough. In. The party's here. Some lady hit her head. She's okay, if you're wondering at home. And uh, we'll say be a good friend on three. One, two, three. Be, be a, a good, good friend. friend. Thank you.